Welcome to the program. Today, we're welcoming Dr. Colin Yates. He is CEO and co-founder of VetsOn, a revolutionary application that promises to transform the delivery of veterinary services. Dr. Yates is going to explore the innovative world of VetsOn, and he's going to delve into its potential impacts and implications for large animal vets. Welcome to our program, Dr. Yates. Thanks for being with me today and, and taking the time. Thanks for having us, David. Could you start by sharing what fueled your interest to get into this field where AI meets veterinarians? Yeah, well, uh, having grown up in a family of veterinarians where, uh, you know, Vetson is a, a collaboration between my father, who's been a, a large animal veterinarian or mixed practice veterinarian for about 47 years meant that my entire life has revolved around veterinary practice. And it was a very much a family affair because his twin brother was also part of the family practice also for about 45 years. So, you know, I, I grew up in it. I, I watched it from within the practice and also outside the practice for many, many years and saw their struggles. And it wasn't just their struggles as a veterinary practice to, you know, in the last number of years to hire veterinarians, but it also was the struggles for farms also to get uh, access to veterinary care when they needed it. Um, so, you know, that really drove our, you know, from my tech background, you know, what uh, technology applications can we use to uh, uh, deploy in order to make access to veterinary service easier for people, especially in more rural and uh, remote areas, not just in Canada, but around the world, since there is a global challenge uh, occurring right now. Mm -hmm. For sure. So could you just get into explaining for us what VetsOn is and, and how it works? Yeah, so VetsOn is a, a virtual healthcare platform for large animals. It's all mobile based, so somebody could easily download it onto their iPhone or their Android phone. Uh, what they can do is then access uh, video consultations with a, a licensed veterinarian here in Ontario. Uh, since we're giving Ontario context uh, and specifically straight to a, a partner practice of ours that would provide uh, the veterinary service in a, a virtual capacity. It also allows then for a client to be able to order medication or supplies based on what that recommendation was from the veterinarian that gave that consultation. And then we're also building up a, a suite of other features uh, from you know prescriptions to notes that would make essentially keeping that veterinary information a lot more available to the farmer, but also to that next veterinarian providing the service. Okay. That's great. Um, so what are the, some of the key benefits that technologies like such as VetSon could, what, what can that bring to rural communities in Northern Ontario? Well, particularly in, you know, very rural and remote areas, as, as we know, veterinary service has really been a struggle. Uh, to get new veterinarians into the regions, uh, not just in a, a large animal capacity, but also a, a mixed animal companion animal capacity. Fun getting new veterinarians into the market is a very challenging thing. And, and most of the new graduates, they want to stick around larger areas, uh, Toronto, Southern Ontario in, in general. So uh, this technology provides a medium for people to get service where otherwise they can't or to subsidize an existing service they have so the veterinarians aren't 
having to travel all around, they can uh, triage some of these calls a little easier uh, and make that decision uh, before just racing out to that call. Uh, and maybe that farming individual would be able to solve some of those issues on their own. And, you know, already VetSun is providing service across Ontario you know, from Eastern Ontario up uh, into Northern Ontario, Sault Ste. Marie, uh, and, and elsewise, uh, providing service to people that can't get service. And we provide the logistics to make sure that the medication can get to them as, as seamlessly as possible, but still following those important rules of what's called the veterinary client-patient relationship uh, to make sure that's established following uh, uh, CBO rules. Uh, or College of Veterinarians of Ontario rules so that the veterinarians that are participating are, are following the regulations to the T. So we're, we're not trying to skirt around anything with this technology. It, it's an aid is what it is to make sure that, that there is a, a convenient, uh, easy to use service to those people that require it. Mm -hmm. and, and in Northern Ontario, like we, we know too well that phone cell capabilities are quite weak in, in different parts of the North. Uh, for, for existing technology. Um, how would VetsOn overcome some of these technological challenges to ensure that there's effective service delivery? Yeah, so we haven't had a lot of challenges so far with our, our clients in the north. Uh, there's been some issues of spottiness, uh, but you know, every day the technology improves in terms of getting access to cellular service. That That's going to improve a lot faster than what the access of, of veterinary care and increase the number of veterinarians coming to the market is. So, you know, looking at what services are available uh, and what we do is we, we try to help some of the, the clients up there uh, think of novel ways of getting uh, improved Wi-Fi out into the farmyard. Um, there, there's a lot of technologies out there that, you know, can take it. If you have an existing Wi-Fi network in the house, that's pretty good. You can extend that into the farmyard and improve your service and use that cellular device on a Wi-Fi rather than pure cellular network. And with this technology, you were saying that other large animal vets could use to integrate it into their their practice from what we've seen a lot of, uh, of veterinarian practices there's you know issues with succession right to pass their their practices to uh to to other vets to kind of get them in um do you see how vets hon could assist in some of these succession challenges that we're, we're seeing to maybe potentially match make for uh some of these vets yeah, that, you know, that's exactly it. Um, you know, a lot of people in uh, or veterinarians in these rural areas are, are of the older group. Um, and uh, the unfortunate reality of what you're talking about is that a lot of these practices are either shuttering uh, their large animal components and keeping the companion animal components or you know, when it comes to complete retirement, the whole practice disappears because either they are not able to sell it on to somebody else, uh, a younger veterinarian, or uh, these corporate buying groups that are going around are are not interested in those areas. They're more interested in the, the larger uh, components. So yes, uh, you know, to fully answer your question is that, you know, we, we can help uh, provide uh, a service that uh, essentially is a hybrid approach for them so that we can help them cover some of those calls and, and take the stress off of them because, you know, very commonly seeing, you know, burnout, um, you know, suicide rates among veterinarians are among the highest. Uh, it, it's a very challenging industry uh, to be in. And if those supports aren't, aren't available, uh, you know, 
being on your own in a rural practice is a, is a challenging thing to start with, let alone not having something to support. And uh, telemedicine can certainly help provide that to uh, the practices that, uh, that want the lifestyle of being in a rural area, but uh, don't want to be on beck and call 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and earlier this week, we had a great uh, conversation with Charles Wrigley from Northern Producer Animal Health Network. And, and he mentioned that, you know, a lot of changes are needed, including less paperwork, increased funding with the veterinary assistance program, which is a travel allowance for, for Northern vets. Um, he also mentioned increasing the roles of veterinary technicians and engaging more farm kids to get them into vet schools because those, you know, will be the ones who likely want to become large animal vets um, in the future. Is there a role here where vets on can or what, what role could vets on play in, in advocating maybe for some of these changes that, uh, that producers have identified? Yeah, it's certainly not a, a one thing that's going to solve uh, all the issues here. You know, RVTs could be part of the solution. Obviously, telemedicine can be part of the solution. That's why, you know, VetSun was created. Um, and, you know, obviously getting more graduates is part of the solution. Some of these things are longer term than others. Um, and, you know, the reality is with the industry as a whole it is trying to evolve it, as you said, and you know, just like a lot of other groups, uh, Vetson is constantly talking with the regulatory bodies to find out, okay, you know, how, how can we, I think the best word is educate uh, people on the benefits of telemedicine, uh, especially at the practice level so that they can understand that, you know, this is not a, a technology that's trying to take away veterinary medicine. This is a technology that's an aid to veterinary medicine. Um, and it's certainly in cases where um, in, in Northern Ontario, where travel distances are quite large to reduce that amount of travel that's going on, because if you can remove one or two visits per day and, and do them in a telemedicine framework, that frees it up for those calls to actually get to the farms that really require it. Um, and, you know, the farms that really require it may be even closer than the ones that didn't require it. And that, that's all the, the benefit to the veterinarian to make that practice sustainable too. Yeah. Cause there's this, you know, definitely a recognition that certainly emergencies do happen where reliable vets are needed, right. To, to come out to the farm. And so really, you know, with your approach there is, is trying to kind of come alongside it to, you know, really help them, uh, have a, I guess, a better focus, would, would you say? Or- yeah, fo- focus to, because, um, you know, traditional veterinary uh, care was, I think of it as the fire service, right? You know, you're, you're going out to every little call, whether it's needed or not, because uh, that's the way service was done. And, you know, that worked for many, many years, but with the absence of veterinarians, that, that business model has to evolve. Um, so, it, you know, we have to work work alongside of, of technologies and telemedicine is just one of it, uh, you know, diagnostics and sensors uh, for those farms where it's economical to, to use them uh, can be an important thing as well, because it's about getting data and information to those veterinarians to help them make a decision. It is not necessarily about having to physically see that animal. If you can get the metrics that uh, the biometrics that are required to help make a decision on that animal. Um, in the absence of, you know, not getting the important information, then yes, obviously that visit becomes critical. Or if it, you know, it's an emergency where, you know, it's an emergency right off the bat, you know, you, you can make those decisions if you have data and information and physically seeing something is always better than a text or a phone call. Right. 
Um, and, you know, physically seeing something can be virtual. It can be through video to help make that decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some amazing new technologies around the vision side of things with using cameras that, you know, look at animals and how they're walking and how they're maybe interacting uh, with, with cows and that and, and making recommendations. Certainly this technology is pretty expensive, but we're likely to see some of these costs coming down uh, on, on the hardware side anyway in the future, would you say? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, not to scare the veterinary industry, but as more technologies like sensors and stuff emerge, it, it, it means that the veterinary industry has to adapt uh, because, you know, farmers are seeing some of these things as a, as a complete alternative, rightly or wrongly, in, in some contexts. And, um, you know, not every industry can can stay as it is forever. It doesn't work that way. Um, so it's important for veterinarians to uh, be able to adapt and be resilient to the changes of the market uh, on what are happening in, in the technology side and work with it. It can be a tool of the veterinarian to be able to pass along and say, yes, you know, I, I recommend this technology for you to use because it, you know, it will work seamlessly with me as your veterinarian. So I can provide you with information rather than you thinking you're interpreting the data correctly as a farmer. Um, that role can still be very, very important for a veterinarian, but the, that how they interact just might change. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I've read a story recently about how ChatGPT, this large language model, an AI chatbot was able to successfully diagnose a tick-borne disease, someone's dog, where the vets couldn't. Um, what are your, some of your thoughts on these AI platforms and their abilities? And could that be part of a, a vet practices soon? Uh, I, I'm no expert in uh, AI by any means. And we should, when we're say, talking about AI, artificial intelligence, you know, probably some of our farm clients, when I talk to them about AI, always think artificial insemination, but we're, we're talking about <laughs> artificial intelligence here. Um, but yeah, AI is an incredibly powerful thing, but it's only as powerful as the data that you can give it, right? Um, and its ability to learn and reiterate. Um, it, is there room for it? Absolutely. Uh, how that gets uh, integrated, only time will tell. It, it's, you know, uh, based on the desires of the people that have the data and the know-how to, to build them. And if they're built smartly and, uh, you know, we, we should look at how they can be, be used in a constructive manner. Hmm. Uh, could you just share maybe a success story or even if you have a case study where vets on made a, made a significant difference? Oh, there, there's a great number of them. Uh, hmm. One that we often like to tell is, uh, you know, even for complex things, we've had a, a farmer that was uh, in central Northern Ontario where there's no veterinary service for, you know, about three hours, they had a, a prolapsed uterus, uh, which is, you know, a pretty significant thing to be able to handle on your own. And, and through video, we were, able to guide that person through uh, to be able to uh, rectify that situation on their own and have a positive result where that uh, that animal survived and you know obviously became not necessarily a productive animal again but it wasn't a loss for that farm um, or it could be you know a simple one is you know the person that doesn't never hasn't had veterinary care for a number of years and just simply happy to have somebody to discuss with that's a very common one as, you know, it could be a simple eye issue, but not exactly sure, you know, with that llama 
or, or sheep or, or pig, whatever it is, they're not quite sure. And they just want that reassurance that they're doing the best thing for the welfare of their animal. And having that other person, that qualified person on the other side of a video looking at that same issue and being able to diagnose along with them and providing them with the insight that they need to make that decision is a powerful thing. So, so looking forward, what do you envision uh, for the future of veterinary services in, in, in Northern Ontario as, as your services is expanding and in, in, uh, in, into this area? Well, uh, to be brutally honest, I, I think it's going to get more bleak before it gets better. Um, a lot of our uh, veterinarians are, are aging out of the industry quite rapidly. Um, there's about a um, you know, retirement rate in Ontario of about 300 individuals. And in Ontario, we're only producing a little over 120 per year. Uh, that number is going to go up, but it's going to take a number of years before it goes up. So, uh, you know, we're going to, it takes four years for a veterinarian to get out of veterinary school. So, you know, they add another 20 vets in the next year or so, um, you know, we're not going to see those additional 20 for four years. So, you know, we're looking at a five to 10 year window before we see the industry maybe start to balance out a bit from what we're seeing. So things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. And uh, technology and alternative approaches are, are very much going to be needed to stem off what is already becoming a crisis compared to, you know, for Northern Ontario, potentially collapse. I don't like to say that, but that's a reality that, you know, for a lot of practices that um, can't find somebody to purchase them and in that succession that you're talking about, that region could go without service. And there's already a large number of regions up in certain parts of central Northern Ontario that are going without service. Um, so, you know, those service areas that may slightly overlap may also uh, go by the wayside as well. Mm, yeah. So I guess in, in summary, how can farmers or vets partner with, with vets on um, to enhance their service for the North? How do they go? Yeah, by? absolutely. So, you know, it's as simple as uh, going on to the, the play store. If you have an Android phone, so an Android phone, something like a Samsung, or if you have an iPhone, you, you go on to the Apple app store and you, you download the app, uh, you connect with us. We like to understand whether you have veterinary service at all. Um, and if you don't, we're happy to provide you service virtually. And uh, it, we set up a VCPR and review your farm with you virtually to make sure that you have everything set up, ready to go to look after yourself as best as possible through our support. For veterinarians, uh, it's the same sort of thing. We, you know, reach out directly to us. Uh, you can download the app to try things out. Or you can reach out to us at info at vetsun.ai and we're happy to have a conversation with you about how the service works. Okay. That's great, Colin. Thank you for, uh, for joining us today. Appreciate thank it. you very much for having us, Dave. Thanks everyone for joining us today as we delved into the exciting worlds of Vets On. But the conversation doesn't end here. Next time we're bringing you a perspective from Northern Ontario, a veterinarian and a farmer who is part of the Northern Producer Animal Health Network. They're going to share their experiences with the current state of veterinary services in the North, and we'll get their thoughts on technologies like Vets On. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on this conversation. As always, feel free to share your thoughts and questions with us. Until then, this is David Thompson signing off. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the PAXAC podcast. We hope that the stories and experiences shared today have inspired you to make positive change in Northern Ontario.